Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had come with his armies and attacked the nation of Judah, just as the prophets had foretold. He had destroyed the capital city of Jerusalem, leaving it in piles of rubble, just as the prophets had foretold. He had killed many of its citizens, taken the best and the brightest with them back to Babylon, and left the rest of the people behind to struggle in poverty, just as the prophets had foretold. The people who were taken into captivity in Babylon found themselves starting a new life in a strange place. As many of them were trying to figure out how they should proceed in the land of Babylon, the prophet Jeremiah, who was still in Jerusalem, wrote a letter to the captives in Babylon telling them to put down roots there, to marry and raise children, to contribute to the welfare of the place where they now were living, and to pray for its peace. In that letter, Jeremiah also told them that this period of captivity would end exactly 70 years after it started. By the time those years had finally passed, A lot had changed in the world. One of the biggest changes was that the Empire of Babylon had been overthrown by the Medo-Persians. Cyrus, the king of Persia, now ruled the world. And just as the prophet Jeremiah had foretold, exactly 70 years after the captivity had begun, King Cyrus ordered the Jews to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. Listen to Ezra 1. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him an house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him. And let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. Imagine how excited the people must have been to be going home. Some of them had been children, teenagers, and young adults who had grown up in Judah, but had spent all of their adult years living in exile, remembering their native land. Many others had been born in exile and had heard all their lives about their homeland, picturing the place of their heritage, which they had never seen. Now they were moving back to Jerusalem to rebuild their beloved temple. 42,360 Jews arrived in Jerusalem and began to set up places to live. And under the leadership of Zerubbabel and Jeshua, they began the work of rebuilding the temple. When they completed the foundation, all the people enjoyed a great time of celebration together. But soon after that, a delegation of men came riding into town, and they asked to meet with whoever was in charge of this project. They were brought to Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the other leaders, and they introduced themselves. Our people have been living nearby for many years. We were brought here by the king of Assyria. We love and worship the Lord just like you do, and we'd like to work with you to rebuild the temple of the Lord. Zerubbabel and the other leaders knew that these men were not of their nation. They knew that they worshipped idols. And they knew that Cyrus's orders were to the Jews and not to anyone else. So without hesitation, Zerubbabel told them, You have nothing to do with this project. 
we will build this house to the Lord our God as Cyrus commanded us to do. This made those men very angry. They left and hired attorneys to try to legally put a halt to their efforts. And it worked. They succeeded at intimidating the people into stopping their rebuilding of the temple. For about 15 years, the people who had returned to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple abandoned that project. Meanwhile, they continued to build their own houses and worked to get the city back on its feet. So God raised up two prophets named Haggai and Zechariah to preach to the people and motivate them to do what God had sent them there to do. Ezra 5.1 Then the prophets, Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Iddo, prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel. Their messages are recorded in the books that are named for them. Haggai's message addressed the immediate problem. This people say, the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie waste? Zechariah preached, Thus saith the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts. Not only did their preaching admonish the people to get back to work, but their prophecies also appealed to the hearts of the people to refocus on God's long-term plans for Israel. Haggai and Zechariah's preaching was effective. The leaders got the temple project moving again. Ezra 5.2 Then rose up Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and Jeshua the son of Josadak and began to build the house of God which is at Jerusalem. And not only did the prophets preach, but they worked right alongside Zerubbabel and Jeshua. Ezra 5.2 And with them were the prophets of God helping them. The enemies continued their attacks. But when the people obeyed the Lord, their enemies failed. God used the prophets Haggai and Zechariah to move his people to complete the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. Christian, the preaching of God's word is an effective tool in the advancement of God's work. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.